Welcome to the Cut for Time podcast here at the Canton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Clay, and I have a very special guest with me while Eric is on a work trip. Uh, Pastor Teresa Wetzel from the Miller United Methodist Church has agreed to join me on the podcast this week. Hi, Pastor Teresa. Hi. So glad to uh, join you in this discussion. Yeah, we've had you on the podcast before, but you've, uh, just in case you're a new listener, um, uh, Teresa, could you give a little bit of an introduction about who you are, where you serve, and what is your favorite Halloween candy? Ooh. So, uh, like Clay said, I'm Pastor Teresa. I have been here at the Miller Church a little over five years, and before that, served the churches in Arlington and Lake Preston for about five years. I am a mom of three adult boys and Mimi to one little grandson who's about two and a half and soon to be Mimi to Wilder, who will be making his appearance at the end of this month. Very excited. Favorite Halloween candy? Kind of depends on my mood. Fair. I tend to go for either Twix or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay. And I am OG on the cups, not the pumpkins. They are different. The ratios are different. Yep. And I'm old school. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that, Teresa. Just having, just super glad to have you on uh, on the podcast for this conversation. Um, and there is a reason why I'm having you on, not just because Eric is gone, but also because we are uh, we started a new sermon series here at the church on Sunday on the idea of legacy and how like we use our resources of time, talent, and treasure to build a legacy and, and of, of faithfulness through our church and through us as individual as individual Christian believers. Um, and the cool thing about this series is that you and I are doing the series together, kind of. Um, could you say more about that, Teresa? Yeah. As a matter of fact, when you began this series on Sunday, I was wrapping up the series. Yeah. So you were doing week one, I was doing week four. Um, but we have been collaborating on some different things, like uh, when we find pieces that are interesting for some sermon ideas or quotes that are applicable here and there, we have been sharing those. And so it was fun to hear your sermon um, this week because you picked and chose a lot of the same stuff that I had picked and chosen yeah, for, definitely. for my sermon. So yep. they were very similar and yet quite different. And so I'm I'm interested to dig into both of those with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we both used was the quote from Susan Bozak about what legacy is. And I really, really liked that definition. I have it pulled up. I'm going to read the pertinent parts of it really quick. Uh, legacy is about life and living. It's about learning from the past, living in the present and building for the future. And then she goes on to illustrate that definition by talking about trees and how they work together and how they build this ecological, you know, partnership between old growth and young growth. Um, and over time, the trees create this interdependent foundation hidden under the ground. Stronger trees share resources with weaker ones so the whole forest grows healthier. That's legacy, she writes. An interconnection across time with a need for those who have come before us and a responsibility to those who will come after us. I loved yes loved that definition because it just so speaks to who we are as a church and who we are as believers in God. Because like we can trace our 
roots back to, you know, someone told us about Jesus and someone told them about Jesus and it goes all the way back to the lineage. Like, you know, like there, that's just such a cool connection that we share and that we're building on the faithfulness of those who have gone before us. Hold that thought for next week. We'll get there. You know, in in in, in my sermon series, we'll get there next week. You've already been right. there, which is great. Yeah. Um. You know, but but I also was, love when we think about legacy. The end of that quote mm-hmm. that we have a responsibility. Yeah. To the future generations. Mm-hmm. That it it doesn't just end here. Yeah. That. And you'll you'll get to this more in upcoming weeks, but how do we carry that forward? And what does that look like? And it's it's just in a society that says you are your own person, that the height of success is being a self-made individual, that you can stand on your own two feet, that pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You, 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 you. And here is, and, and we'll see it when we get into the scripture, yeah. but no, that's, that's not <laughs> how we are to be, right. that we are connected, that yeah. we are built and created to live in community for older generations, next generations, all of us together, caring with and for one another. Mm, yeah. So good. Super, super good. Yes. And I just love the way that we illustrate that in the life of the church in a lot of really fun ways. And like, just, you know, the, the way that those transitions can happen um, and happen graciously, like kind of what we talked about at the end of the sermon with like, how do we pass on um, responsibilities? How do we, how do we engage and really bring in the next generation? Like we're seeing that right now at the church with our Turkey supper. Like there are some bulwark stalwart guiding lights that really, really, run that turkey supper but even they're starting to realize that you know they're in their 70s and 80s and it's time to bring in other people there's a mentorship happening especially like and this is the weirdest example but in our in our takeout room like we have someone that's been running our takeout room since we started doing takeout and she's been in charge and she does great and she's but now she's in this mentorship role of like okay here are these two other people that are going to ensure that this work continues and that we provide that level of hospitality and joy to the people that come to our turkey supper like and that's not the only example of it in the life of the church. It's this one that the one that's been in the back of my head um, for the last couple of days as I've been thinking about this message. Of like, where do we, where have we seen this? How are we bringing along the next generation? You know, right? Yeah, and and I'm sure your church is also in the midst of charge conference season, mm-hmm. and and looking at the lay leadership for the upcoming year. Yeah, and. Okay, I know what the Book of Discipline says, that it's three years and you rotate out. and da, da, da. But let's face it. I think every church, especially smaller churches, have people who have done certain jobs for 20 years. Yes. But how do we, how do we begin to bring in that next person who's going to have that level of dedication to do right. it for the next 20 years? Right. And that's, it's exciting when you start to, to see people understand their gifts and their callings and, and begin to live into that. Um, yeah, 
it's such good stuff. That's legacy. I mean, that's that's that that's us building, you know, building the next generation of disciples, building the next generation of those that are going to come behind us. And they're and it might look different and they might do different things, but yet we know that at the heart of it is still a desire to to reach new people for the gospel and to live faithful lives and to really dig into God's word and let that be the guiding source of our lives. You know, and so yeah, that's just such an exciting it's it's exciting work to be a part of. So it is the scripture that we used um, for this week was Moses uh, transferring leadership, doing this exact same work, like passing on his level of connection with God, his level of knowledge of who God is and how God operates and ensuring that even as he faces the end of his life um, and a part of his legacy is, I mean, like I talked about on Sunday, a part of his legacy is the fact that he knew from for a while that he was not going to be the one to lead the people of God into the promised land. And so he knew that there was going to be a need for next generation leadership, um, you know, to, to, to really, for the people of God to advance as God is intending for them to advance. There's going to be, have to, there's going to have to be someone to come alongside and take up the mantle. And so here we are in, in Numbers 27, where God is having this moment with, with Moses and God says, all right, cool, you're coming to the end of your days. Maybe okay. it's a little bit of a compromise. I'll show you what the Holy Land's going to look like. I'll show you what the promised land looks like. Go up and take this glimpse. And then you're going to be like, I think the translation you used is, uh, you know, you're going to be collected with your ancestors. Because of what we have in the, in our pews, I use the good news translation and it, it just said die. Like, you mm. know, it just, there was really yeah. no bones about it, but you're just, you're, you're going to see get a glimpse and then you're going to die. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's hard to hear. I think, I think I would have a hard time hearing but that. What was he like 120 at this point? Like, I mean, yeah, fair. I'm sure he would have been like, Dude, can I just cross the river then? Like, right. Yeah. Like, but he also had lived a long, good life. Mm-hmm, definitely uh, a hard life. I mean, oh yeah, it was not sure. always easy. But, mm-hmm. um, you know he he had raised his kids. He had, yeah. He's already seen his sister die. Um, you know, it's. Yep. There comes that period of, of, of life, right? Right. Yep. Where you, you know the end is near. So yeah. um, I have a hard time like mourning that part too much because, you know, yes, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And we know as Christians that that's not the end. So, yes, Moses is going to die. Does it suck that he's not going to get to enter the promised land? Yes, it does. But like you pointed out in your sermon, for very good reason. So earlier in the story, like we we kind of touched a little bit about a little bit on it on Sunday, um, but 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 part of the story and part of Moses' story is this incident at Meribah. Um, you know, they're all, they're kind of nearing like they could have crossed over into the Holy Land at this point. They're they're nearing that goal. They're nearing that point, and mm-hmm. the people of God mm-hmm. do what they have done several times throughout the story. They get tired, they get hungry, they get hangry, and they get to Moses and Aaron and they're like, oh, this is the worst. Why did you do this to us? We were so happy in Egypt. Yeah, we were slaves. That's not important. But we were happy. We were fed. We had pomegranates, for goodness sake. 
and figs. Right, Can I just yeah. have some figs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think ever once in my life I've been like, oh, if I just had a pomegranate and a fig, I'd be just fine. <laughs> They're great. I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Right? But, Love them you know. both. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. When compared with the knowledge of freedom and like, you know, the and, and being in the presence of God, like the figs aren't stacking up for me. But I have to keep in mind, it's been 400 years since the Hebrew people had lived in freedom. Right. They don't know what that is. They have yeah. lost that generational knowledge. That's fair. That's so fair. Um, that Egypt is all they had known. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we look at what Egypt was like at that point in history, it was one of the great civilizations of the world, right? Yeah. And now they've just spent 40 years in the wilderness, in the desert, wandering, They have gone from great architecture, you know, I can imagine, you know, the great library at Alexandria. I mean, this, this was a culture. It was a society. They were, the Egyptian people were sophisticated people. Yeah. And now they don't even have roofs over their heads and haven't for 40 years. Yeah. You know, we can read through the Exodus in, you know, like an hour. And we're like, you know, from from Egypt to crossing into the promised land. And we're like, geez, they right. just whine the whole time. It's 40 <laughs> years. That's fair. That's super fair. Like, can I just have a home and raise my kids and farm my little piece of land and have some goats? You know, like. Right. And God keeps them on the move because he needs them to lose that generational knowledge. Right. We have to establish new understandings to truly live into what it means to be a free people of God. We have to let go of the slavery mentality. Right. So, yeah, they're whiny. Oh, God, they whine man so whiny yes yep but i get it i get it right yeah there is there definitely is some level where it's understandable and like they did go from having all kinds of provisions to having nothing and that can be super frustrating yeah i'm free but i ain't got anything to eat (laughs) right i'm so hungry figs and pomegranates are looking like a feast Mm -hmm. yep yeah yeah so they come to this place called Meribah Kadesh, um, and this is where um, this is where Miriam dies. Uh, this is where mm-hmm. Moses' sister um, sister dies and is buried. Um, and they are frustrated again, and they come to Moses and Aaron, and they complain because this is what they kind of just do. And Moses and Aaron go to God and say, "Okay, cool, we've got super whiny people once again." And God tells them what to do. God tells Moses to take this, take the rod from the from the Ark of the Covenant, and then to speak to the rock to speak to the rock and say you know bring forth water speak to the rock just speak to it you will be nourished you'll be taken care of and so moses says all right cool we've been here before but he also takes the rod and strikes the 
you know, puts it in the river mm-hmm. when the blood in, in that plague, yep. when they're leaving, he takes the rod, he sticks it in the water and the waters part as they're crossing yep. the Red Sea. So. Yeah, there's some, so there's some back knowledge. Or is right. there, oh, I, he told me to take the rod. Yeah. All these times before I've had to strike something with the rod. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because in Exodus, Exodus 14, one of the first times that this happens, God tells Moses to take the rod and hit the rock. And so here they are needing water again in a different circumstance, but God has told Moses something different. God just tells Moses to speak to the rock. And Moses says, all right, cool. I know how to do this. Um, hey, rock, whack, you know, and wax the rock. And the water comes forth because God's still going to provide for God's people. Let's just be honest about who God is. Moses is just kind of having one of those moments where he's mad about it because the people have been whiny again and they're not trusting him. They're not trusting God and God. And Moses is maybe just thinking a little bit like, well, why are we taking care of these people? You know, like, do we really have to? Yes, you really have think, to. Yeah, I think Moses is charge. a little over it at this point. Right. So this is happening in front of the assembly of the assembled people of God. And and here in uh, Numbers 20, um, verse 10, Moses and Aaron assembled the whole community in front of the rock. And Moses says, listen, you rebels, do we have to get water out of this rock for you? And then Moses raises the stick and strikes the rock twice and a great stream of water gushes out. Yeah. Yep. You know, so... This is not what God. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, if you are an audio listener to the podcast, I highly recommend going and watching the video because Teresa's <laughs> face striking the rock was not something you want to miss. Just throwing so, that out there. I am just picturing my grandpa, you know, the old German farmer that he was like when all of us grandkids would be around at, at whatever holiday and we were getting a little carried away or we were hungry and supper was not going to be ready in time for us right and he would be like suck it off quiet down go outside you know so in my head that's a little bit of moses right there like listen you rebels (laughs) yeah yeah so that's that's where my mind went. I'm sure there was that level of frustration happening, like for for real, for real, you know? And, you know, so God sees all of this happen. And then in verse 12, it says that, you know, God pulls Moses and Aaron aside and says, do you feel better? Did, was, <laughs> did that really work? Um, You know, uh-huh. what would a better choice have been in that moment? God pulls them aside and reprimands Moses and Aaron and says, hey, yeah. you did what I asked you to do almost, um, but that's not how it works, right? Like a legacy of faithfulness is being le- is being faithful all the way. Did I tell you to hit the rock this time? And it's almost like he's saying to, to Moses and Aaron, where have you put your trust? Mm-hmm. Is your trust in the stick or is your trust in me? And like, ugh. like that had to hit hard. And then that's why, and like that, this is the reason why Moses and Aaron are going to die before the people of God enter the Holy Land because their trust was in the wrong place. They were trusting more because, you know, even the way that Moses says it, do we have to get water for you? Mm -hmm. They're not doing 
Diddly. It's God doing it. God is the one yes. that provides, provides and says, um, and so God says to, to Moses and Aaron, because you did not have a, enough faith to acknowledge my holy power before the people of God. Mm-hmm. You're not the ones. You're not the ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, you know, this is a legacy of faithfulness, a legacy that prepares for a future that is not our own, acknowledges that everything that we have comes from God. And all right. of our children be there. And and once again, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's not about what I can do, what power I have. Everything, 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 everything is about God's power, yeah. God's glory. And man, do we need to get over ourselves. Well said. Preacher, convict thyself. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah, ugh. definitely. So because Moses knows that this vacuum in leadership is coming um, here in these closing moments of his life or kind of closing moments, because like we talked about in the sermon, there's a lot of stuff that happens after that. Like it isn't just like Moses sees it. Everything's cool. Joshua leads. I'm out. That's not how that works. Like the, Moses has the time to prepare Joshua and to prepare the people to ensure that that power, that that leadership just moves so naturally over. Like they connect themselves from Moses to Joshua without there being any kind of real issue. You know, it's because when you get into Joshua one, um, it's pretty clear, like the people of God trust him right away because they have been so well prepared. Um, Mm -hmm. So the question I want to ask, Teresa, do you think that like God kind of said, you know, you're going to see the you're going to see the Holy Land and then you're then you're going to die. Why do you think that Moses is given more time? Or do you think that Moses was given more time or was this the plan of God all along all along? I think this is perhaps the plan of God all along mm. because I, I think about God's promise that we see over and over throughout scripture. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Mm-hmm. Right. God promises God's people repeatedly. I'm not going to abandon you. And part of that, especially for these people at this point in time, they need a leader. Yeah. If Moses were to just die, if God had struck him down at Meribah Kadesh and right. said, boom, you can't follow directions, you're done. Where would that have left the people? Oh, yeah. Because now Miriam, Aaron, and Moses would have all been gone. And these people would have been lost. Yeah. So I think this is part of God's provision. Mm. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, Moses messed up. Aaron messed up. And they're not going to be the ones to cross the finish line here. But the people are. Mm-hmm. And they can't do it on their own. Yeah. Yep. That whole better together community trees yeah, interweb thing. Yeah. You know, yep. like yep. we need that that leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And yet, so Moses lays his hands, you know, in, in the passage that you read on Sunday, you know, yeah. Moses commissions Joshua. We have this whole next book of the Bible. And yet I love the beginning of the book of Joshua. Mm-hmm. Right? So this happens towards the end of the book of Numbers. All throughout Deuteronomy, we have Moses teaching Joshua. Yep. And the first thing that that God says to Joshua, I will be with you in the same way I was with Moses. I won't desert you. I won't leave you. Be brave and strong. Be strong and courageous because you are the one who is going to help the people take possession of the land. Yeah. Like right away, I'm going to be with you like I was with Moses. Don't be afraid. We're in this together. Yeah. You would think after, so after that extended time with Moses, like Joshua could be like, yeah, I got this. I'm ready. Let's go. Right. And yet God doesn't tell us to be afraid if we aren't afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. he doesn't come in. Oh, no need to worry. I wasn't worried until now. Thanks. Like, oh, okay. God's provision. That's that's my vote. Yep. What about you? What do, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I I think that there might be something to the idea that Moses has this second chance at faithfulness, takes it and does exactly what he's supposed to do and says, you know, um, you know, I don't want my people to be without like a sheep without a shepherd and be lost. You know, like Moses has a chance to make it right and makes it right. And then, you know, does God extend his days? I think I like your answer better. Is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Also, and I hit on this when I preached this a few weeks ago, but there's such beauty in Moses's first interaction was when Moses was a shepherd to literal sheep. And here we have his final interaction with God. Yeah. And he's asking God to provide a shepherd for the people. You called a shepherd all those years ago, and I answered. Now provide a shepherd. Right. Oh. Yeah. What beauty. One thing I I keep thinking about as we talk about legacies, right? Mm -hmm. And we've mentioned that Moses was old. Right. We've talked about some of our 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 elders in in the church training up the youngers, but I want to remind everybody that we don't have to wait to start thinking about our legacies. Yep. Until we are older. Yeah. Um, that we can start doing that at no matter what age or stage we are in life. Um that our legacies can begin the day we're born. Right. You know, and, and we can, we can build on that. So I think sometimes we, we think about, Oh, legacy is something I'll do in retirement. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's a great, that's a great, that's a great word. This is a fun series. I hope your people enjoy yeah. it as much as, as I did. Yeah. Um, yep. You got good stuff coming people. Good stuff. Yeah. So next week we're gonna be digging into um, just the our the the faithfulness of our ancestors. Um, so we're gonna be digging into the story of the end of the story of Ruth, uh, Ruth and Boaz, and like kind of digging into like some of the genealogy and lineage, which I know doesn't like 
doesn't like really fire up a lot of people, but there's a reason why is because the Boas and Ruth ties into David and David ties into J Joseph and Joseph ties into Jesus. And so God is setting up this big, magnificent thing through the faithfulness of past generations. Um, and we have the opportunity to explore that on Sunday. And I'm really looking forward to that because it's also All Saints Sunday and we're celebrating a baptism and we're bringing in new members. Like we have this, this awesome, wow. packed, fun service all centered around the idea of the faithfulness of those that have gone before us and how we live forth our faithfulness as a part of our legacy. So I'm really looking and forward to Sunday. Saints does not mean perfect people. Yes, definitely. Yes. So yep. when we talk about all saints Sunday or the saints that have gone before us. Yep. It, they aren't all perfect. Yes. So get ready in those genealogies to hear some <laughs> wicked stories. Oh, There's yes. Yep. National Enquirer, TMZ would do well with some of these. Like, mm -hmm. There's some dirt. There is some dirt. That is for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. But God ends up using it. I mean, you know, God ends up using it to bring forth what's coming next always. Yes. So. Right. And look at what great things he does with these broken, faulty people. Yeah. Thanks be to God, because we're broken, faulty people. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Teresa, for joining me for this conversation this week. It was great to have you on. And thanks for, you know, just, you know, helping set up the series and just, uh, yeah, for digging in and sharing some of your own insights with us. And so just hope that you have a great, um, great week and uh, good luck with well, what are you guys doing next at Miller now that Legacy's over? Uh, let's see. We have our district superintendent preaching this weekend. Um, right. It is our charge conference. And so Dan is going to bring us a word on uh the Peter walking on water towards Jesus in the midst of the storm. Okay. Um, so I'm excited to see what Dan has to say about that. And then we're celebrating Legacy Sunday. And then on the 19th, we're going to do a Thanksgiving service. And I have something special in mind for our people for a message on that one. So Ooh. if my people are Play. listening, mm, stay tuned. Intrigue. Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, thanks for joining us this week on the Cut for Time podcast. Uh, be sure to join us on Facebook Live in Canton at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings for worship. Uh, and then also in person also, you can come to the church too. Um, and then for the podcast next week. <laughs>